Welcome back to the season opener. University of Sioux Falls football here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN. Tom Frederick, Tim Hyatt, Chad Berger. It was all Minnesota State tonight, 54-26. And it was a tight game at the half, 20-13. But the way the Mavericks had manhandled the Cougars in the first half, you knew unless they were able to stop that, make some adjustments to slow them down, the second half would probably turn out the way it did. And the Cougars were never able to uh, curtail the run game right. of Minnesota State. Yeah, I mean, the Cougars really needed uh, some some more turnovers because they uh, just were not able to stop the run game tonight of Minnesota State Mankato. They got a few breaks in the first half, an interception that they ended up not turning into points, and then a, a muffed punt that they did turn into points, and they kept things close. But then they had a muffed kickoff of their own, and uh, a 14-point game turned into a 20-point game pretty quickly, and then they were playing catch-up. They did a nice job of answering for a while, but they just ran out of gas, and they just could not stop the three-headed monster, the run game tonight of Sheen Butler-Lawson, Christian Vassar, and Tony Anger. Yeah, it was a seven-point game at the half, and then in the first three-and-a-half minutes of the third quarter, it just flipped like that. The Mavericks got the ball to begin the third quarter, and they scored in five plays. 38-yard run by Sheen Butler-Lawson, who never played the first half. (laughs) Then the muff kickoff return gave him a short field. Two plays later, Butler-Lawson in the end zone from 14 yards up. 33-13 at that point. Cougars tried to come back, got to 33-19. It was 47-26 at the end of three, and they gave up another touchdown in the fourth quarter. Here's a quick scoring summary then. Tony Anger, two-yard run, first quarter. 7-0 Minnesota State after one. Cougars tied it. First 18 seconds of the second period. 23-yard throw. Mullen to Slykehouse. Seven up at that point. And then the Mavs on their patented 75-yard drives. There were uh, one, two, three, four, five 75-yard drives and several others of more than 60 yards. Gabe Hagen caught a 19-yard aerial from Hayden Eckern to make it 13-7. They missed the PAT. Cougars came back to tie it. Camden Dean, 10-yard run around the right edge with 7-18 to go in the second quarter. They missed the PAT, so it's 13-all. And then on the ensuing possession, another 75-yard drive, four plays capped by Christian Vassar's 58-yard run. 20 to 13 Mavericks at the half. And we just went over the two quick scores in the opening moments of the third quarter. Cougars came back to make it 33 19 on a nine yard run by Dylan Rudnigan with nine minutes to go in the period. Within the Mavs, six plays, 75 yards, capped by one yard run, Tony Anger. They scored again, eight plays. Oh, Cougars scored, big pardon, to counter. Eight plays, 65 yards, seven-yard pass, Dean to Yonke, 40-26 to 26 at that point. And then the Mavs, a six-play, 61-yard drive, 34-yard run by Sheen Butler-Lawson to make it 47-26 after three. And the final score came with 11:47 left. Sheen Butler-Lawson, untouched, 67 yards around the left side, capping a three-play, 75-yard drive to make it a 54-26 final here on Bob Young Field. The first football game the Cougars played without Bob Young in attendance, watching, 
listening, whatever, in more than 40 years after he passed away in January. Make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it is the only drink for football watching. Pepsi, pleased to partner with USF Athletics. And Windstar Lines, your premier motor coach company, proud to help bring communities together through the power of sports. Join the folks at Windstar and cheering on teams and showcasing the spirit of camaraderie that defines Windstar Lines. And if you're looking for a career change and would like to get paid to travel, look no further than Windstar. Visit GoWindstar.com to learn more. 54-26, the final here from Bob Young Field. We'll be back. Stats, a look at the scoreboard, and a visit with Coach Goligowski when we return here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. Schulte Subaru is a family-owned dealership that provides a truly different and inviting kind of experience just for you. Visit Schulte Subaru at 7601 South Minnesota Avenue to have a snack, a cup of coffee, and to see Subi the cat. Be kind, stay positive, think Subaru. What are you laughing about? I'm just reading what they tell me to read. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that one. <laughs> 54-26, the final here. Minnesota State Mankato over the University of Sioux Falls. Other scores from around the Northern Sun yeah. tonight. Bemidji State beats uh, Northern State 49-13. That game up in Bemidji. Uh, Minnesota Duluth over Northern Michigan 47-10. Southwest Minnesota, Minnesota State rallies to beat Minot 28-23. Uh, Wayne State 31-23 over Minnesota State. Moorhead, Saginaw Valley State beats Winona State 34-24. And a partial uh, early fourth quarter, Concordia St. Paul leads Upper Iowa 36-12. Here the final is 54-26. We're joined now by Coach Jim Glagowski in his first game as boss of the University of Sioux Falls playing against his old team. We knew Mankato very good up front, that offensive line dominant for years. But I did not see this coming tonight. They rushed the ball down your throat, and they were very good at it. Yeah, we had a tough time, uh, you know, getting off the field on third down early in the game, and we had some opportunities, um, you know, forced a big turnover at the first drive or second drive going down there, and they gave us some opportunities to kind of hang around in the game, and we just kind of, you know, second half, I don't know what happened. We just, you know, we just, I, the second score they tacked on pretty quickly, and then, of course, the, the special team snafu, and, you know, I've been on the other side of that sideline. I've seen that happen time and time again, and the train gets rolling. It's tough to stop. The uh, run game tonight, whether it was Christian Vassar, Tony Anger, Sheen Butler Lawson, those guys um, made your defenders look, I don't know what's the word I wanted to say there, ineffective. Yeah, that way. yeah, well, and I think, you know, we're going to watch the film tomorrow, and from what I saw a few times, I think it's a, a byproduct of, uh, you know, there's an experience issue there, and, and we're overrunning stuff, and we're, we're not fitting stuff properly, and, you know, it's stuff that in the past as a coordinator I made my living off of just guys fitting stuff right, and if you fit it right, you give yourself a chance to win, and obviously we didn't fit stuff right consistently enough to win tonight. Is that a, is this a film that, I mean, you're going to watch it tomorrow, like you said, is this something you can actually use as a teaching tool, or is it something you go, oh, we're just going to flush this? No, absolutely. Absolutely, it's something we can look at. And, and here's the thing. Like I told the kids in the locker room after the game, I said, hey, guys, this is – you know, I'm here for the long haul, you know. I mean, this is, yeah. you know, I use the phrase, you guys are my ride or die. I mean, and I, no matter what would happen tonight, we were going to come back tomorrow and get better. And, you know, we're building a program here. And there's no there's no one game that's going to make or break us. Uh, the challenge is, can we get better? Can we improve? Can we, can we do the things that uh, we need to do to win football games and do them more consistently? And, you know, give them credit. I mean, I saw those guys last year. And, you know, they're, they're, they're a tough 
physical bunch getting downhill, and if you don't fit it right, they make you pay. You know, I thought for the most part, as far as the pass game is concerned, I don't, I don't think they threw the ball exceptionally well. You know, we had some opportunities. There was some, the wind was an issue too. I think that was also part of it as far as turning into a two-quarter game for the most part. But, um, you know, that's, that's not an excuse. That's just the nature of playing in this part of the country. Your offense uh, did not get on track early, but then pick up a little bit later on. Got 26 points. What you think of the play on that side of the ball? Well, you know, I think that, like a lot of things, you know, we probably left some stuff out there. I, I thought that just, you know, watching the game and talking with the coaches and listening to the headsets, I, there were some opportunities there where we, um, you know, we weren't lined up right. And, we, you know, I take a timeout and, and some delay games and stuff like that. That's pretty typical, unfortunately, of a, of a team that's not real confident or real experienced. But, um, yeah, that's why we'll go back to practice and get better, and that's why you work at it. And, um, you know, that frustration is, is certainly evident by me. You know, it's frustrating, but... You know, we'll correct it and we'll get better. And like I said, I expect us to play better next week. You know, the the pre-snap stuff, a lot of that was very early. It felt like it got corrected as the game went on. There was no more issues with that. And then you know, I really was impressed with Camden Dean throwing the football and using his feet. He's yeah. got great balance. He does, and he made some plays. And, and obviously that's the things that I saw out of him last year. And, you know, I thought Adam, we'll have to look at the film, but I thought Adam did some good things too. And, you know, did we hold the ball a little bit longer a few times? Did we miss opportunities a few times? Yeah, you know, but against a team like this, who has a level of confidence um and, and i thought as far as the passing game was concerned um we our plan was to kind of attack the middle of the field and those kind of things and you know for two quarters that made it a little bit more difficult so now you're looking at shorter routes um but um but yeah you know a lot of guys did some good things we certainly did some bad things i, I think it's a long season and as i told the kids leading into this game you know i'll, I'll tell you what i think at the end of the year um, disappointed today certainly want to be better but you know that's that's football I've done it long enough to know that it's not the end of the world and it's just the sun will come up tomorrow and we'll go back to work and, and we'll get better a converted running back Kane McWilliams is your starting cornerback now he had a nice interception 60 yard return in the first half didn't get any points out of it later on in the first half he was whistled flag for targeting they reviewed that at the half and reinstated him in the second half it didn't even look to me like he was in the neighborhood of hitting the receiver. He almost picked off the ball over there. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, from my vantage point, it was what it was. You know, fortunately, you know, fortunately, we have the ability to uh, to do instant replay and at halftime, and they were able to obviously overturn it. And you know, the crazy part about it is you still lose the 15 yard penalty and you still lose the momentum and the drive and all that. But and you lose the player for the rest of the half. Yeah, I mean, he missed about a <laughs> quarter, know, a quarter and, a half. and a half of the game, yeah. and. Um, you know, and, and there were some other things that, uh, you know, we could have done better. So that certainly didn't make or break us by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, it certainly was uh, just another hurdle we had to overcome. We talked about some true freshmen seeing the field, Adonis Hutchinson on offense, Andy Hansen on defense. Your thoughts on playing true freshmen and how they fared? Well, you know, in today's day and age of college football, those guys are physically ready. You know, both those guys have the skill sets. I think Christian Janice saw some playing time tonight, Dawson Rabe. Um, you know, I hope I'm not missing anybody, but from what I saw and from what we have with these guys, there's certainly potential that those guys should be able to get on the field and make plays, and, and I think moving forward, um, those guys will be a big part of what we're trying to do. With this new rule, you're, you're trying to kind of sift through and see what the best fit for those guys, and you certainly want to try to maximize any opportunities that you can give them. The new rule being true freshmen can play up to three games and not lose their redshirt year. Yes, yes. Okay. Injuries tonight. We noted Ben Peterson went down early, offensive lineman, Tyrese Washington on the defensive side. Yeah, and, and we had a couple other ones, too, that, uh, you know, that's part of the game. We've got to be able to overcome that. That's why you have depth. That's why you recruit the way you recruit. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll address those things, the training staff, and see where we're at tomorrow. 
54-26 the final at the end of the game. You went out, interacted with Coach Hoffner. What what went on there? Uh, man, I feel like I'm on ESPN in one of those <laughs> post-game shows. You know, I just, um, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of keep that between him and I. I think he knows what I, how I felt. I made my, my, uh, my point to him, and he obviously didn't care to have a further discussion. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a competitor, number one. That's number one. And um, if I feel like my team in any way, shape, or form is being uh, disrespected. I can handle getting beat, but I'm not going to just sit idly by. And Probably one of those things, hopefully Aaron Lynn doesn't find me in, in the conference <laughs> office, doesn't review it, but it wasn't really that big of a deal. It, it, it just was a uh, – <laughs> let's just put it this way. It was a – we agreed to disagree. Let's just put it that way. Coach Jim Glogowski, thank you very much for your time. Disappointing uh, first game for you, I'm sure, but you got 10 more to play. Yeah, totally disappointing. You know, you pour your heart and soul into something since December. Um, you know, this is – you know, I tell the kids all the time, it's like going to a dinner party with your, your significant other. And the first thing people ask is, you know, what do you do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, what do you do for a living? And it's never, oh, what do you like to do? What's, what do you do when you have some spare time? It's always, hey, what do you do? I'm a banker. I'm this, I'm that. And I'm a football coach. And, and when it consumes you, I'm, it'll be a tough week for myself, my wife, my daughter, my son, the dog. <laughs> it's just, that's the nature <laughs> of football. And, but what I told the kids was, the great thing about it is you, if it hurts, you know you're doing it right. Because you're invested. You want to be great. And there's a reason why you play 11 games, and we'll see where we sit at the end of the deal. Appreciate your time. We'll Thanks see you so next week in Bismarck. Yeah, absolutely. Jim Glagowski and the Cougars fall 54-26 tonight to Minnesota State. Shoneman's has been furnishing the best building supplies and expert advice since 1888. Located at 4000 Southwestern Avenue and in Harrisburg, Shoneman's is your one-stop, whether you're a builder, a contractor, or a do-it-yourselfer. They've got everything you need for your project, big or small. You'll find the best products and expert advice at Shoneman's. All right, we've got the numbers. Not a pretty story. (laughs) I'm anxious to see what the totals read. 28 first downs for Minnesota State. They carried it 45 times for 461 yards. That's a 10.2. Oh, we got Jad Berger here. He could have did that for you. He could have done that in your head. (laughs) 181 yards passing on 15 of 26, 71 plays, 642 yards of total offense. That's wow. the most yards allowed since the Cougars allowed over 800 against SMSU Southwest in 2013. in 2013. Cougars had 15 first downs. They ran it for 82 yards on 30 carries. They threw it uh, for 222 on 18 of 32 passing, 304 yards of total offense on 62 plays. Uh, let's see, time of possession, uh, 28.06. And 28.06, that doesn't add up to no. 60. That's not a final. But uh, I would guess the Mavericks had a slight edge in that area. Mavericks were 10 of 14 on third down, 1 for 2 on fourth down. Never punted. Never punted. USF 2 of 12 on third down. They did convert 2 out of 5 fourth downs. I think both of those were touchdowns on those uh, fourth down plays. Individual numbers. Leading rusher, uh, as we've mentioned, Sheen Butler Lawson, nine carries for 221 and four touchdowns. Christian Vassar, 11 carries, 144 and a score. Tony Anger carried it 15 times for 72 yards and two scores. Hayden Eckern was 13 of 24, passing for 157 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown went to Gabe Hagan, a 19-yard score. Dylan Rudnigan led the Cougars on the ground, eight carries for 58 yards. He scored a touchdown. Camden Dean carried 10 times for 48, and he also scored a touchdown. Adam Mullen was 6 of 16 for 71 yards, a touchdown and an interception. And Camden Dean was 12 of 16 for 151 yards, also threw for a touchdown. Mark Leonard, Carter Slakehouse each with five catches. Leonard with 91 yards, Slakehouse with 65. He scored a touchdown. The other touchdown in, through the air came 
have by way of a pass from Dean to Travis Yonke. Tackle leaders Trey Vobel, Colton Hoffman, Jacob Dalton for the Mavericks had five each. Sacks for Nathan Bolton, Dakota Smith, Cody Brown, Maven Kretschy, and Caleb Pauls. Five total sacks for the Mavs on defense. Cougars were led in tackles by Matt Gehring and Eli Schlong in 10 apiece. Interception tonight for Kane McWilliams. 54-26 Minnesota State with the win. The Holiday Inn City Center, a timeless landmark in beautiful historic downtown Sioux Falls at 100 East 8th Street. It is the perfect place to host your next event. Call the Holiday Inn City Center and book today, 605-339-2000. Chad Berger, our sideline buddy up in the booth with us now. I didn't want to be flippant with Coach Glagowski. I could have asked him, did you get catch the number of the truck that hit you? But it was 5, 9, and 23. Anger, Sheen Butler Lawson, and Christian Vassar. Those guys ran roughshod over the Cougars tonight. And as a former offensive lineman, you got to be proud of the way Mankato was blocking up front. Yeah, those running backs ran hard, but, I mean, they had big holes up front to, to run through. Um, there were a lot of times where they were able to get through the line, yeah. read what was happening. Untouched. In the, yeah, untouched, read what was happening in the secondary and make a cut and, you know, get going. And with the speed that they have in that backfield, it was very, very uh, kind of almost video game-ish uh, yeah. in the way that they yeah. – they took off that second half, so very impressed by the Mankato offensive line. I'm looking at uh, five, six, seven drives of 60 yards or more, and the other short one came on the uh, muffed kickoff. Yep. And they went 31 yards in two plays. So I thought that was something, you know, the Cougars had a, a few decent plays on special teams in the first half, but that there was maybe a little bit of room for improvement on special teams uh, from a few things that we saw there in the second half by the Cougars. You know, the muffed kickoff, a uh, couple PATs. I don't know the last time I've seen four PATs missed in a game. Yeah. Uh, that was odd for both teams. Yep. But, you know, the good part, guys, it's football season again. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, we got we got to watch a football game today. Yep. That That's yep. the best part of everything. And like happened. Coach said, it's game one. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to try to beat Mankato. They're at the top of the league. That's the what you aspire to be. Uh, but it's a building block, and as as Coach also re- referenced, it's a young, improving squad. I think we'll see great improvement from week one to week two, and hopefully that continues to build as the season goes on. And again, they lose only four or five players, depending on how they decide. I mean, their futures are in front of them. They're 23 years of age. They right. can either come back for another year or say, I'm getting on with my life. So they're not going to lose many guys. and. Uh, the recruiting class isn't going to be that big because they don't have a lot of sure. uh, money to spend scholarship-wise when you'd only lose four or five guys. But uh, this is going to be a great year for building experience for a, a number of younger players in this program. And, you know, standing on the sideline, on the USF sideline during the game, um, you know, it, they the Cougars could have easily just, you know, folded up shop after... Mankato scored those first two touchdowns yep. there in the second half, um, but the Cougars didn't give up. Uh, they continued to try really hard, scored on their next two possessions after that. Uh, you know, it was just one of those things where, you know, I, I see a few things for Cougar fans to be optimistic yep. about. There's definitely some things that the Cougars can improve on going into next week, but um, overall, you know, you're playing a, a really, really good football team here in Mankato. Yep. And it was a tough one for the Cougars tonight. And, you know, the other point Coach Golgowski made is he's in this for the long haul. And sometimes games like this, they feel like maybe a year or more down the road, you can point back to it and say, remember that night we got maybe embarrassed a little bit? 
look where we are now compared to that night. And hopefully uh, the Cougars can do that maybe even later this season, if not going forward with this very young team. That they well, I, I think you referenced one earlier in 2013, that game against Mankato. Yep. I think that was one of those yeah, for sure. points. Where, you know, the Cougars were able to look back at that and say, yep. I don't want that to happen again. Exactly. Tonight's final, 54-26 Minnesota State Mankato with the win over the University of Sioux Falls. Our post-game show, Culver's Spicy Crispy Chicken Sandwich has just the right amount of heat. Come to Culver's and leave the whole perfectly spicy crispy chicken sandwich thing to us. And those butter burgers, cheese curds, and custard, need I say more? Culver's with five Sioux Falls locations. Welcome to Delicious. Well, that'll do it for game one of 2023 we've got 10 more on the schedule we'll see you next saturday afternoon 1 30 the pregame two o'clock the kickoff from bismarck north dakota as usf travels to the university of mary for sideline buddy chad berger and for tim hyatt this is tom frederick saying thanks so much for listening to usf athletics here on fox sports 98 1 fm am 12:30, and streaming on kwsn.com good night